What's working on purpose anyway? Each week we ponder the answer to this question. People ache for meaning and purpose at work, to contribute their talents passionately and know their lives really matter. They crave being part of an organization that inspires them and helps them grow into realizing their highest potential. Business can be such a force for good in the world, elevating humanity. In our program, we provide guidance and inspiration to help usher in this world we all want, working on purpose. Now, here is your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. Welcome back to the Working on Purpose program. Thanks for tuning in again this week. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, joining you live from Dallas, which is home base for me. If you don't know me yet, I'm a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose, organizational logotherapist, inspirational speaker, social scientist, and author. I help companies discover and articulate their purpose to thread it through culture and operations. I work with organizations to develop inspirational leaders who create cultures where people actually want to come to work and do their best. And I provide programs like the Grab Your Gusto that enable individual team members to discover and unleash their passion and purpose at work to catalyze fulfillment, engagement, and productivity. You can learn more about me and how we can work together at EliseCortez.com or Gusto-Now.com. With us today is Dalia Geb, Geb, the founder of Logotherapy Mina, the official logotherapy institution in the Mina region. She's out to take humanity to the next level in the MENA region of the world. We'll be talking about her experiences leading up to founding this institution, the problems she stands to address in the Arab-speaking countries she serves, and how she's designed her work informed through logotherapy to help the region. She joins us today from Lebanon. Delia, welcome to Working on Purpose. Thank you, Dr. Elise. Thank you for hosting me today. And it is meaningful to be with you. Uh, to share the interesting stuff that you talked about and uh, not only for ourselves, with our, with our world and community. So thank you for hosting me with you. You're so very welcome. And again, for our listeners, if you would please say your name correctly for us, because I know I didn't pronounce it correctly. Say it how it's supposed to be said. Yes, it is Dalia Zreb, but because we don't have the Z in the English language, so you can pronounce it Dalia Zgeb. Okay, great. Well, I always like to tell our listeners and viewers how I find my guests. And so uh, you and I were were reminding our very own business, was it last week, Um, maybe two weeks ago, we were both attending the Viktor Frankl World Congress and the 23rd one for that matter. And we were both presenting our diplomate work. And so ladies and gentlemen, what that really means is that we're essentially learning a program, we're studying a program which is like doing a master's level in logotherapy, except we call it a diplomate. So she was presenting her research, I was presenting mine, and when I heard what she was up to, I said, oh no, you have to come on my radio show and share what you're doing. This is amazing. Talk about working on purpose. This is just great. So um, let's crack into the, your content. So. Um, you, you started off your journey here when one of the things that intrigued me when you were sharing is that you met Dr. Viktor Frankl's wife, Ellie, some years ago. So if you could tell us what it was, uh, what you were doing back then, what led up to that meeting, and why was it so transformative for you? Let's start there. Well, you know, Elise, if I want to describe this uh, stage of my life, it was a stage of search. I was searching and searching and searching. Though I had my... Uh, my work, which was stable, secure whatsoever, but I always felt like emptiness inside of me that's driving me to find something that I don't know yet what it is. So I had read the book of uh, Dr. Victor and I had decided to visit his center in Vienna. When I had finished my visit, I was like walking on the street 
And an old lady, she came and told me, you're beautiful. I said to her, thank you. She told me, from where you are? I told her, I'm from Lebanon. And then she replied, me and Victor, we have never went to Lebanon. I was like, you and Victor, who's Victor? She told me, I am the wife of Victor Franco. Can you imagine, Elise? There are no mere coincidences in this world. It was just like a direct message that, Dalia, there is a meaning in this moment for you. Be aware about it. Open your eyes. This is what you were searching for. So this was what we call the logotherapy, a meaning of the moment. And also this became my logo anchor that I always get back to and remember whenever I have like challenges in my new institute, which is logotherapy, Mina, and I always remember it. I ended up in Dr. Victor Schrankel's house, sitting on his own desk, wearing his glasses, uh, going into his archive room, knowing details about his life that I hope one day I would uh, put it in a book of mine. We never know. So it was transformative because I saw it with the new eyes, with the new glasses, that there is something there and I took a choice to do something about it. Ah, Dalia, a couple of things. First, you and I, there must be a reason that we were called to logotherapy because I absolutely felt that existential vacuum as well. Um, my, from the mid-20s to about my early 30s until I got into my PhD program and that's what led me into that space. Uh, so that's amazing. And the other thing that's fascinating, as you as you know, Dr. Victor Frankel died in 1997, which is about the time when I was going into my PhD program. So I feel somehow like you and I are connected to that torch, right? He was leaving and he passed it over to us. I'm not just you and I, but all of us who are part of the logotherapy community across the world. But isn't that amazing? It is amazing. And what is great about that is like always Dr. Victor Frankl, he insisted that he doesn't want parrots that rehash their master's voice. He wanted innovative, inventive and creative spirit. So this is why he like uh, handed us this legacy for us to develop it, each one in his own way and in his or her own talents. This is why in Logotherapy Nina logo of the Institute, it is the torch with the three flames that they are the three dimensionality of the human being and we're gonna pass it to others. It's not for us. It is for us to be fulfilled and others too. Hmm. Amazing, amazing. So so since the meeting with, with um, Dr. Victor, Victor Frank, Frankel's wife, Ellie, um, I, I'm interested in understanding how you built your career along the way to, to where you're actually launching Logotherapy Mina today. That just seems like an incredible feat, and I so admire what you're up to. How'd you get there? Well, it is a journey. This is what I can say. It's like when you discover meaning, the post-meaning phase is different than the pre-meaning phase. I had like to let go of different things in my life out of which my previous work that I have worked in it in almost like 15 years in the domain of medical equipment, capacity building, medical science liaison and whatsoever. It was interesting, but it was time like to let go. So the first thing I say was letting go of previous meaning to this bigger meaning. The second thing, working on my knowledge so I would be credible if I want to work with people in logotherapy. I should know what logotherapy talks about in theory and practice. But in parallel to that, 
I say that with the curriculum, there was a knowledge that I was building for myself by uh, tremendous readings about not only Dr. Victor Frankl, but also other logotherapists such as Joseph Fabry, Elizabeth Lucas. So in addition to what we study in our life, it's not enough by itself. We have to develop it by working also uh, on uh, other areas. And what I say that it made the most tremendous thing is choice, the courage, because it's not easy to leave everything and step in into a new uh, field, a new place that we don't know anything about, but it was worth it. And just let me here say that I have undergone my studies at Victor Frankl Institute of Logotherapy, Texas, USA, which I am thankful for them, for the program. And I want to salute to Dr. Cynthia Wimberly. She is my mentor and my professor. And without her, I wouldn't be here because she believed a lot in, in what I do. Mm-hmm. So, it's so, so wonderful. So wonderful. That's the same place that I did my studies as well. So we, you and I t- attended the same, the same, uh, same university, if you will. So we are visionary with the Institute. <laughs> yeah, we are, and I'm, and so I, I bring mine into, I bring my logotherapy practice inside organizations, and of course, your focus is on building nations, which is incredible. So, for our listeners who, like me, before I met you, didn't know what MENA stands for, let's let's talk about what MENA stands for, and also what countries you're out to serve. Yeah, MENA it is Middle East and North African region. There are lots of termination related to this uh, region of the world. Uh, It is Middle East, GCC, Gulf countries, North Africa, and Cyprus. There are other resources that add Turkey and the Persian countries and and additional countries, but my focus is mainly on Middle East, GCC, North Africa, and Cyprus too. So mainly the Arab-speaking world in addition to Cyprus. Mm -hmm. Okay, now that said, that's that's who you're out to help and serve. So let's talk about the op- what opportunity or problem or set of problems are you trying to address through logotherapy? Well, you know, Elise, the MENA region is a very interesting spot of the world because it uh, includes uh, 60% of the oil reserves in the world and 45% of the gas reserves. This is why it makes it responsible of a big part of... Uh, the stability in our, to our globe, which is not easy because it is raising the conflicts in the region regarding these resources. In addition to that, it is the place where uh, the three big religions in the world, which are the Judaism, the uh, Christianity, and the Islam has arisen. So imagine what struggles of uh, religious powers are available in this region. So we are talking about the pursuit of pleasures, about the pursuit of power, about underlying agendas, be it internal or external. And uh, this what uh, pulled me into uh, putting logotherapy in a state that why not to use logotherapy as it works on the authenticity of the individual and the defiant power of the spirit to make use of it to instill more peace and a different healthy dynamics in the region. So this is why I have decided to call the project Logotherapy in Building Nations in order to uh, influence these dynamics that are present. 
Okay, I'm sitting here one large goosebump, my dear. It's just so inspiring that you're taking this on. It's so incredible. It's so necessary. It's so important that I'm so glad. I'm so happy to know you and share your listeners. Start the car. Yes, exactly right. Well, and how wonderful that you're willing to take that on. That's amazing yeah. to me. So, um, all right. Now, the next thing we need to talk about is you're in the country Lebanon, and you say I, I of course, read your diplomate paper. It's beautifully written. Thank you very much. And you say your country is key to this initiative and starting there and be used as a model. So tell us your rationale. Why Why do you, I know because I read your, your, your diplomate, but our listeners and viewers don't know. What's your rationale for using Lebanon as a model? Well, I insisted to start it from my country and this for different reasons. Although the country is passing now in lots of challenges, be it economical, political, financial-wise, security-wise, etc., especially after the Beirut blast on 4 August 2020 that uh, had drastic consequences on all Lebanon. But at the same time, Lebanon has lots of uniquenesses, which out of that it is an educational hub where various people from different regions in uh, uh, different countries in our region come to get their studies. Second, it is the uh, based on a democratic republic regime, which leaves the freedom of choice, of speech, of saying our opinion, which is not available in many countries of the MENA region. And also, it is the last country with Christian presidency in the whole MENA region, which helps in the diversity in the different denominations and religions that are present in this same country, which brings diversity and more cultural uh, values. This addition to like uh, many innovative uh, programs and it like Lebanon is considered an innovative hub where we always bring up with new, new ideas to spread it all along the region. So for all these uh, uh, reasons, in addition to the reason, of course, that I am from Lebanon, I wanted to start the project from there. And I always like had this thing in mind, like the Phoenicians who were the original native people of Lebanon, who had discovered the alphabet and spread it to the whole world. I want also to spread logotherapy to my region and to the whole world from the same spot. So it's like emotional thing plus in addition to the whole re uh, reasons that I mentioned. Mm, it's just beyond yummy. So now let's take it one more level because this is really where it's at here. So um, I want to help have you share with our listeners and viewers your vision of logotherapy MENA. In other words, what does the MENA region look like when you've realized your purpose to build nations through logotherapy? What do you hope to accomplish through your work? Well, uh, the vision of logotherapy MENA is to build communities and empower individuals whose life is primary anchored and centered on meaning. So what I am willing to do with that is to uh, work from the uh, pyramid from down to the top level so that each individual or organization or corporation or even the political leadership would be based on meaning, not on the pursuit of pleasure or the pursuit of power. So my, my vision is to have these communities 
with meaning instilled as the core of its dynamics. And of course, after that, to spread it all along the region where to build in each country a logotherapy institute that would work directly in cooperation with Logotherapy Nina uh, on site with the people. Because by myself, I cannot do anything. And I believe in the power of we. So we always have to put our hands together in order to arrive to higher levels. Slightly ambitious, Dalia, and I'm thrilled to be with you on this journey. It's fabulous. And on you that are note, part of it, Dr. Ellis. I, I am. I'm, I'm part of the wave, and I'm very proud to be so. So thank you for that. And let's grab our first break. We've been on, we've been on the air with, uh, with Dalia Zeb. She's the founder of Logotherapy MENA, the official logotherapy institution in the MENA region. We've been talking a bit about where this idea, this vision came from and what she hopes to accomplish. After the break, we're going to talk about the preventative role of logotherapy she's out to address in the MENA region. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us, and welcome back to Working on Purpose. Before we get back into the program, I'd like to invite you to check out my book that I brought out last November. It's called Purpose Ignited, How Inspiring Leaders Ignite Passion and Elevate Cause. It's now on Amazon. I wrote that book to awaken readers to their passion and purpose and help transform them into the inspirational leaders who enliven the workplace and elevate the contribution of business to all its stakeholders. Definitely aligns with the work that, that Zalia is doing. I also use the content of the book as a basis for my Vitally Inspired Leadership Program and my Grab Your Gusto programs as well. If you're just joining my program today, my guest is, Zali, is Dalia Zgrab, the founder of Logotherapy MENA, the official logotherapy institution in the MENA region. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. So for this segment here, what I want to do, uh, Dalia, because since I did, I did read your book, I think it's so interesting the way that you talk about your, through your logotherapy lens that you're out to address and apply preventative role through logotherapy to address some of the widespread issues you see in, in the MENA region. So I want to talk about each of them and how you see them addressing and playing out what you're trying to, to treat. So the first thing that you talk about is the, the misuse of free will. So how can you use logotherapy or your work through logotherapy to address the misuse of free will? Amazing. Before talking about the specific point, point Dr. Elise, I want to withdraw the attention about the importance of what we call logo education. It is, it's very important when we have a problem to work on it through logotherapy, but we also work in a perception that the prevention through logo education by bringing the concept of meaning and purpose and logotherapy to people before anything would happen that would prevent lots of things and uh, it will enhance uh, each meaning, uh, each individual to be on meaning and purpose. So this is the uh, concept of, uh, of logo education, which is a big part of the prevention. As for the misuse of free will that you did uh, mention, 
Well, in logotherapy, uh, the freedom of will is, is one of the main tenets of the meaning triangle, and by which we mean that if we are uh, in a certain circumstance that is uncontrollable, or that we uh, want to reduce ourselves only to body and to sight, this is not valid. We have a defiant power through our uh, three-dimensionality that helps us to rise above the situations, no matter what these situations are through the free will and through uh, our choices. And we are not reduced to it. We have a defiant power that helps us not be victims in our circumstances. And this is very important to be used in our Vina region where we have always uncontrollable things that they are happening and the challenging stuff on different levels. So we always have a free will to rise above. Mm -hmm. Excellently, excellently explained. Thank you. And also thank you for, for situating us in the logo educational realm because people don't quite understand really what we mean by logotherapy. So you, you, we, it's important that we convey that what you're doing is through an educational lens. Everything is educational. So we want, that was a perfect way to start. So that was to address the misuse of free will in the area. What about the next area you talk about is irresponsibility. Yes. Uh, uh, well, here also Dr. Viktor Frankl emphasized on something that is um, freedom without responsibility leads to chaos. So even if we have freedom, if it is not matured with responsibility, uh, we will have drastic consequences. And also there is something else in logotherapy that we say it is not enough to take responsibility. It's like doing what we are asked to do. We should be responsible by doing uh, things and actions and goals that no one has told us to do, just our belief system and our spirit. So the responsibility is very important. It's responsibility towards life, towards our mission, and it's also responsibility towards ourselves to be living what we came here to live and to accomplish. So if we place this in uh, our region, if each person would use his freedom responsibly and understand these terms, then we will take it up the region into the next level. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now the next area that you also want to address in the region is inauthenticity of values. How does that play uh, out there in the region? Well, values uh, in logotherapy, we say that we don't have values. Values are who we are. This is how important uh, values uh, are in logotherapy. They constitute our belief system. So consequently, if I am just moving with values that they are uh, misplaced towards power or pleasure agendas, this will be inauthentic. Why, if I have helped the person to discover his belief system, his self-chosen values, and to place it into good, meaningful, and purposeful goals, then the outcome would be different and the near end will be different. You know, what's fascinating about that, uh, Dalia, is that it very much aligns with what, I, with what I've been saying, what I'm out speaking is, I am imploring people to be able to discover that which is meaningful to them and certainly their purpose as well and then serve from that because the world desperately needs their gifts so i really align with this you know the, the authenticity 
of values, the importance of being very, very clear, transparent, and, and um, resonant from that space really aligns with the work that I'm doing that, as well. That's not easy. It needs facing yourself. It needs courage. It needs bravery. It's not easy, but it's doable. Yes, it, it, it does take courage. Yeah. It feels amazing when you do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, the fourth area that you talk about wanting to address through your logotherapy, through logo education, is unhealthy attitudes. Tell us about what that means in the region. Well, the attitudinal values in logotherapy are considered the highest types of values because they are the ones that help us deal with what we call the tragic triad, that it's composed of pain, suffering, guilt, and transitoriness of life, which is death. And in logotherapy, these attitudes through a process will help us transform this tragic triad into a triumphant triad, into human accomplishment, achievement. So uh, the reality here in the region, it's not easy. So if we worked on the attitudinal values with people, to understand that this triad, there is something that can be done about it, we would be shaping healthy individuals that they are non-breakable by situations. So the attitudinal values and the healthy attitudes plays a, a big crucial part in what we do in logotherapy. Dalia, you have a, a fantastic command of logotherapy. It really is impressive and how you just uh, narrated the tragic, the tragic triad, et cetera, is just it was, it was impeccable. So li listeners and viewers, what she's talking about here is really, as she said, the essence there's of logotherapy that we, that we work from. So, but that was expertly done. Beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. Dr. Elise, when you are on meaning and purpose, this is what happens. So. <laughs> I know. I'm aware of it, but you're you're brilliant. So it's just wonderful. So okay, the fifth thing that you talk about, you want to address through logo education, is the loss of uniqueness. How does that show up in your region? Well, that's a big thing because Dr. Victor Franco always stated that the two main things that he don't doesn't like are totalitarianism and conformist and collectivist, if we want. He believed that each individual has his own vocation and mission, and each one of us is irreplaceable in what he does. For example, I work in logotherapy. You work in logotherapy too. We have different colleagues that they are working in logotherapy too. But what I do is totally different than what you do. So if I don't do it, who will do it? So this uniqueness, if it is lost, it's like a part of our world is lost because I would have taken my part of myself and and did throw it in the garbage and it won't happen again because I won't uh, like come to this life as Dahlia again the same way. So the loss of uniqueness is the loss of talents and consequently it will lead to uh, stopping to bring uh, our talents into the world in the way that we are supposed to. So uniqueness is a big thing. Mm -hmm. It's very important to me as well. Uh, okay, so now that's amazing. And, and so I want to go back again how that maps over to what I, what I was saying before about helping people to really understand and discover their meaning systems and their purpose in order to serve from it. Because when we do, what happens is, to your point, we see or we see or recognize things in the way that no one else can see. It's like we have a set of our own very unique set of superpowers and getting present to them to be able to 
address that which we can serve in the world through that unique vantage point is our opportunity. And I love that you're out to activate that in the whole MENA region. That's just so, such a thing to take on. Yes, and it is like, uh, it gives power to the individual by knowing that he or she are irreplaceable and uh, they have a value in this world. This will pull them more to be, to achieve more, to be responsible more, to ask more, to discover more. So I say to each one of you, you are irreplaceable and you are of a value, you are unique. Don't give it away uh, and don't compromise on it. Mm -hmm. Extraordinary. Okay, so the next, the next area that you want to ad address through your work, through Logo Education, is unconscious choices. Yes. How so? Well, choice, uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl says something, human being is a deciding being. So we are what we choose. We are what we choose to be. So choices plays a big role in logotherapy. And when we say conscious choices, it means choices that are based on values, that choices that we are aware why we are taking it and where it will lead us independently from circumstances and what is happening to us. So imagine like uh, I have considered my encounter with Ali just, that's it, and it was beautiful. And I didn't uh, take a conscious choice towards doing something about it. Logotherapy Nina and the Nina region wouldn't have existed. So that's how important the conscious choices are. And in general, conscious choices are out of the box and out of the norm. So don't be afraid from it. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yes, indeed. And I, I like what you say that we are our choices. I completely align with that. Absolutely align with that. And there's and we're empowered when we exercise our choice. Yeah. And this comes also to the free will. They are all connected because if I know that I, I am free in my choice consciously and responsibly, then I will be using the freedom of will that we have talked about in the first place and it will uh, lead to different places to places of meaning at mm -hmm. excellent the, the last thing that i want to talk about for this segment here in terms of how you're using logo education uh, to address the, an issue but you t the issue that you also talk about is self-centeredness and absence of self-transcendence how are you addressing that well self-transcendence is the core of logotherapy because in it we consider that our life is not only for ourselves our life is also for others. So self-transcendence is the capacity to go beyond ourselves towards people to love, causes to serve, meanings to fulfill. And this is what we call in logotherapy the I-though relationship. I cannot exist just as I. I should exist I and though in order for my existence not to die, I have to give it outside of myself to people and to causes. So imagine that in the Nina region, people will arrive to a point where uh, it's already present. I'm not saying that it's not uh, self-transcendence, it's not at all present here. It's, it's the reason why Lebanon specifically is still striving. But if we ignite it more and understood that our life is not only for us, it is only for others, it will lead to openness it will lead to one of the highest values which is love it will lead to goodness so uh that that that's the main uh, point of self-transcendence and consequently to different healthy dynamics between the diversity and the cultures that they are uh, present in this region 
Mm-hmm. Beautifully said, and I'll just add my piece to it from the from the purpose vantage point. Purpose is always about serving other people, helping other people. It's never about serving ourselves, and so we transcend ourselves when we serve from purpose. And that's really what you're also speaking to, Dalia. So, beautiful way to finish and take us into our our last break. Let's go ahead and grab that. I'm your host, Dr. Elise Cortez. We've been on the air with Dalia Zkreb, of the founder of, of Logotherapy MENA, the official logotherapy institution in the MENA region. We've been talking a bit about the preventative role of logo education that she will be using or is using through the various learnings and workshops that she has designed. After the break, we're going to hear more about her specific approach to nation building, how she actually plans to pull it off. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Dr. Elise Cortez is a management consultant specializing in meaning and purpose. An inspirational speaker and author, she helps companies visioneer for greater purpose among stakeholders and develop purpose-inspired leadership and meaning-infused cultures that elevate fulfillment, performance, and commitment within the workforce. To learn more or to invite Elise to speak to your organization, please visit her at EliseCortez.com. Let's talk about how to get your employees working on purpose. This is Working on Purpose with Dr. Elise Cortez. To reach our program today or open a conversation with Elise, send an email to Elise, A-L-I-S-E, at EliseCortez.com. Now, back to Working on Purpose. Thanks for staying with us and welcome back to Working on Purpose. One other bit of news that I also want to share with you is that the anthology that I've spent the last two years curating, I've been looking for women across the globe to share their stories, is released. It's, it's out now. So this is a collection of 25 stories from women across the globe who share their intimate details of finding their purpose and what they're doing to serve from it. It's called Passionately Striving and Why, an anthology of women who persevere mightily to live their purpose. It's on Amazon. I am so proud of this thing I could bust. So um, being able to showcase stories like yours, Dahlia, uh, is, is just fabulous. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm about to curate an, a second collection. Would love to have your story in that, but we'll talk about that later on. But I'd love to catch your story for the next series. So, um, all right. Thank you, Elise, that you are, you are focusing on this part by bringing uh, me with you and, of course, other people. Because if you know in logotherapy, we say meaning is the zeitgeist of our time. It is the era of meaning and purpose. So you see all people, all organizations, institutions, it's everywhere in the world. It's boiling. And so by it, we will take uh, humanity to the next level. And what you're doing is great by bringing lots of people in your show uh, talking about this issue. So thank you. So welcome. So welcome. I am so happy we're connected. You can run from me, but you can't hide. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I'm not going to run. Okay, good, good. Or if I do, I'll run slow so you can catch me. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so for this last segment, what I want to do now is bring it all home. So we've been talking a bit about where your journey came from, what's what's really firing you, and and what the, what are some of the things that you want to address in your region through a logotherapeutic educational lens. Now I want to talk about your actual plan to infuse logotherapy principles into key entities in order to build nations, which is just remarkable. Talk about an impressive strategy. So. You talk about various entities that you want to be able to serve through the workshops and educational initiatives that you have developed, which is extraordinary. And I want to just talk about you know, as many of them as we can for the time that we have left in the show. Um, and if you would, talk about how you want to be able to build 
each of these entities, these groups, and how you can serve them through your work. So the first level, of course, is individuals. So how will you be working using your material, your workshops, your educational components to help individuals? Um, Dr. Elise, before talking about individuals, I want to say something. Mm -hmm. A nation, in French, it means naissance. And a nation, in Latin, it means birth. So if we want a nation to be created and to go into the process of birth, we need to work on each part of it because individuals are those people who will build a total nation. So they are a crucial part of it. So with individuals, uh, uh, I undergo one-to-one -one individual sessions, uh, logother logotherapy individual sessions in order to educate them or help them in the challenges and questions of meaning and purpose. This is on individual level. And there can be like a group uh, workshops uh, or group therapies where these individuals will undergo, for example, workshops uh, basing, based on different topics such as meaning and purpose discovery, how to undergo a meaningful, fulfilled life, meaning, purpose and well-being and the relation and many more values, choices whatsoever. So working on each individual is making the base of the pyramid very solid in order for us to go into the next level. So this is why when I say logotherapy and building nation, individuals are the crucial part. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's a fantastic way to start. And I want, as we go along through this part of the, of the program, for listeners and viewers to understand that she's starting this process in Lebanon, her own country, and of course we'll be cascading it through I would assume partnerships um, through to the other other countries in the region. So keep in mind as she talks that this process that she's sharing here is something that she's going to start in her own country and then cascade through the region, which is just awesome. Absolutely. So, right? Okay. So the next is a prototype, and this prototype will be escalated to the different parts of the region, taking into consideration, of course, with respect the culture dynamics in each country uh, and lots of details but we're going to have the same prototype that it will be uh, escalated into the other countries. Mm -hmm. Amazing okay so the, the uh, next uh, tier of, in, of people that you want to work with to be able to again start the, the building process is helping professionals so why helping professionals and how will you help them? Okay uh, as I have said before working by myself is not enough because I have a big vision. So the helping professionals are people who are encountering other people and that are helping them on daily basis. And when I say helping professional, they can be various. They can be therapists, they can be coaches, they can be team leaders, they can be HR people whatsoever. Everyone who is in fact with self-development of people. So we have developed, uh, in addition to the full curriculum of Victor Frankl Institute, Texas, uh, we have developed two curriculums. One, it's called Logotherapy in Coaching Practices, that it's addressed to the coach in order to integrate logotherapy and meaning and purpose, uh, like uh, guidances for the people that they work with. And another uh, program that's called Logotherapy in Clinical Practice, that it's addressed for Therapist. This way, they can have the basis of logo education with theory, concepts, and also practices, and they can uh, apply it with the people that they are working with. This way, we will spread it 
more rapidly and more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, now next, of course, we talk about organizations, and that's what I do. So I am using, I am essentially threading logotherapy through my consulting, my workshops into organizations. And the reason I'm doing that is because I can also, like you say, impact an awful lot of people. I can lift a lot of people. So from your lens, organizations, what are you doing with, with organizations? At least imagine organizations that they are uh, not uh, value-based and purpose-driven, and they do not work uh, with those two big parts with their employees in order to arrive to what we call meaning at work. Where will they go? How will they sustain themselves and all what's going on in the world? So the organization and the corporate wor world is very important. And I want to say something for the audience. In addition to the meaning at work, and I guess you agree with me, it's very important to talk about meaning, purpose, and leadership, the effect on leadership, the effect on resilience, the effect on good governance. So it's not only about discovering meaning and purpose. It's about the effect of meaning and purpose on the overall performance and leadership of uh, an organization. So in Lebanon, we have tackled many uh, organizations in this part. Uh, and uh, it is the future. So you have to hop up, hop on on the train and never hop off on it at least for a period mm -hmm. <laughs> completely agree it's so it's so it, it, it's so how I refer to, to to meaning and logotherapy is it's it's the energizing unit right it's the thing that you know meaning is what what energizes us and so if we can infuse energy into organizations and our leadership and our work since we spend so much time there we can really make a difference in the world Absolutely, and especially people are becoming more and more aware and it's more difficult to sustain people if we put this area of their life aside. So uh, we should do something about it and I believe uh, also you're doing it greatly with working on purpose. Mm -hmm. Me too, I love it, thank you. Okay, so what about institutions? What are you doing with institutions and NGOs, non-governmental organizations? Yes. Well, in Lebanon, the NGOs, the institutions, and the civil society, they play a crucial role on different levels. Uh, for example, by uh, uh, they are being uh, pacemakers, not peacemakers, as uh, Dr. Viktor Frankl uh, says it. The pacemakers are the ones who induce change, so they are very active on the humanitarian level, on the political level, and even uh, they work on many funds in order to make accessible to people in the country self-development programs. So always putting uh, our hand with NGOs, civil society and institution will make it more accessible of what we call empowerment through logotherapy. Because we will be tackling the different uh, parts of the community, not only uh, uh, a small or a specific part of it. And uh, it will have an effect not only locally, locally, regionally, and internationally. So this is why we are paying lots of attention for the NGOs, for the services they provide in order to add meaning and purpose to what they do, but also to their employees too, because they will be role models for other people and uh, the, the community in which they are working with it on site. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think you said in your diplomate that you are, you're going to spend quite a bit of focus on NGOs. Is that right? 
Absolutely, and especially at the current period in Lebanon, because uh, uh, we are having lots of troubles, be it with the government or with the current system. So they, the NGOs, they will be like a pulling uh, unit and the civil society in order to induce change. So why not to induce this change based on meaning and purpose and based on pursuit of meaning? Mm-hmm. This will have a very big effect on the whole community. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then finally, if you would just briefly talk a little bit about how you want to work through universities and schools with your with your logo education. Yes. With the schools, it is through something called global pedagogy. It is how we give the ki- kids and students math and physics and biology whatsoever. We should prepare them how to deal with life and the importance of meaning and purpose in their lives. So if we do. Uh, education that it's uh, specific for them in their own way that they can understand we can prepare them for their uh, advanced life and also with universities imagine if we will induce logotherapy curriculums in uh, not only in the curriculum of the therapist that they will become later on psychologists psychiatrists psychotherapists whatsoever, but also, for example, in the executive MBA, which has been done already in Lebanon, that we could bring executives and uh, tell them about the importance practically of uh, success through meaning and purpose, leadership, uh, uh, sustainability whatsoever. So the universities are a very big part and a very big hub in our work. And the work on site has already started. We have been able to implement it in uh, in many ways. Mm. So it, you're, I really appreciate how you're tentacling this through. So one of the other things that you say in your diplomate is, you, of course, your wider vision is for Logotherapy Mina to be the center for initiating logotherapy projects and building logotherapy institutions and entities in the region, especially in Arabic-speaking countries, of course. And you say the goal is for, for it to be the referral entity for the logotherapy work in the region, be it performed directly or indirectly through other partners. So really a hub, right? I sort of see you as creating this 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 emanate this energy emanating hub of meaning and purpose across the whole region. You doing that. You started this. Absolutely. And the vision is to do something that it's called logotherapy, the MENA chapter. That how we do, let's say, a logotherapy congress in Europe, logotherapy congress in the States. Why not to do it in the MENA region? There's a lot of potential here. The region is very fertile and people love to advance and to be empowered and to develop. So there's a big room uh, for inducing logotherapy in our region and it will affect on different levels, be it personally, organizational level, leadership level, and later on as a ripple effect on the peace integration in the region. Oh, Dalia, you're just you're just a gem, and what a what a light, what a source. Both of us, you and I, are both focused on the notion of elevating humanity, Absolutely. and really, it is through consciousness, it's through meaning, it's through purpose. So you know, this show is listened to by people all over the world, and they're focused on something similar through the workspace and through leadership and through doing business that betters the world. What would you like to leave our listeners with today? Well, there is a very beautiful phrase that I always say when I end up a workshop or a webinar or a radio session or a TV session whatsoever. May your life be a pursuit of meaning. And as Dr. Viktor Frankl always says that uh, the world is in a bad state and this won't change unless each one of us does his best. What are you doing? 
to take the humanity to the next level? What are you doing to elevate yourself to the next level, if not the humanity? So I say to you, uh, discovering meaning and actualizing meaning is not easy, but going into the unpaved road is so adventuristic. It is so beautiful. Be courageous, be brave, take the risk, have the step on, because only by this way you will be living your uniqueness and you won't have the regrets and you would have undergone a fulfilled, meaningful life and left your trace. Beautiful way to finish, Dahlia. It is so such an incredible pleasure to know you, to have you in my life and my world, and to support your cause. Thank you for being a guest on Working on Purpose. Thank you, Dr. Elise, really for this opportunity for us together and also for the world and for the different communities. So thank you for being humble to bring people with you on the train that you are going through. With much pleasure, absolutely. Thank Listen, you. Listeners and viewers, if you want to learn more about Dahlia and the work that she is doing, visit the website. It's Logotherapy Mina. Let me spell that for you. L O G L O G O T H E R A P Y dot Mina dot or dot com. Is that right, Dahlia? Yeah, logotherapymina.com with dot no com. dot. No yes. dot. No dot after logotherapy. Logotherapymina.com. Yes. Definitely check that out. Last week, if you missed the live show, you can always catch it via recorded podcast. We were on the air with Simon Mainwaring talking about his latest book, Lead With We, The Business Revolution That Will Save Our Lives. Next week, we'll be on the air with Baruch Halevi, learning about his work in logotherapy and resilience. I also met him at the conference. Promise to be there. Yeah, he's an amazing man. It'll be a, a very inspiring conversation. I can promise you that. See you there. Remember that work is at least a third of our life, so let's work on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this week's program. Be sure to tune in to Working on Purpose, featuring your host, Dr. Elise Cortez, each week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll create a world where business operates conscientiously, leadership inspires impassioned performance, and employees are fulfilled in work that provides the meaning and purpose they crave. See you there. Let's work on purpose.